Hey friends, you're listening to Go Home Bob or You're Drunk, an irreverent media podcast. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everybody. Welcome to Go Home Bible You're Drunk, the podcast where we open up our crusty old but very, very well used Bibles and we check them out and see what's still in there and see if we can find anything of value. My name is Justin. I am one of your hosts today. Uh, if you've been around for a while, you know that I am a seminarian, a former pastor, and now spiritual surfer of the internet. And <laughs> And just, uh, yeah, just kind of uh, trying to figure out where I fit in this thing and processing all of the religious trauma that I grew up with, along with my friend and co-host here sitting across Everybody. the country. Yeah, sitting, yeah, sitting with me across the country. Yeah. That's the cool thing about Zoom. Yeah. Uh, hi. Yes, I'm Tori. And um, I am a former non-white, white evangelical. Um, and I can't find my Bible this week. And I sent Justin text message about it. And I was really, really upset because I really wanted to like read this. I didn't want to sit on a screen to like read the story and like write notes. I can't find my Bible y'all. So I'm a really bad uh, anti-Bible podcast host. Yeah. I don't think we're anti-Bible because like last week was good. Yeah. Last week we had, some very, good shit. we had good things to say about the Bible. Yeah. So I don't know. But that's why we're here to figure out if there's any more good shit. Yeah. You know, and, and to give you permission to throw out the bad shit. Yes. Or at least laugh whether at you, it. whether you come or go, whether you leave partway, decide to go back, you know, whatever, whatever you got to do. Yeah. The end point of deconstruction is when you say it ends, not necessarily atheism. So, <laughs> like, you don't, it's not, it is not necessary to deconstruct all the way to atheism. I don't think that you understand though, Justin, that the slippery slope mm -hmm. is not a logical fallacy. It is how white evangelicals decide everything. It basically, yeah. The, the problem is, is that they are also on a slippery slope. <laughs> they, are. they just don't realize it. Like, at least I know I'm on a slippery slope and I'm having a lot of fun sliding down this slide and seeing where it goes. Their slippery slope starts with like empathy is a sin. And trust me, it that goes, slope slips as well. And it goes down. Yeah. That does not go good places. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, apparently the white evangelicals are being being the worst again, as as per usual this week in evangelicalism and every week, in fact. But um, 
yeah, apparently they're extremely anti-trans compared to, you know, well, they're extremely anti-trans period. And, um, (laughs) and, um, but on the flip side, thankfully everybody else across the other demographics, rather people are growing in support for trans rights, which I feel, I feel, I feel funny about that as a queer black person. I feel all kinds of ways about how people are slowly making progress towards treating trans people like people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not bitter. <laughs> no, I am actually, <laughs> but yeah. setting that aside. Um, so one thing that is really, really interesting and, and something that a lot of scholars have brought up recently and, and historians um, is the way that like swimming pools and bathrooms were like these places where all of these political battles were fought. And in the US when cities started making um, public restrooms available, uh, they only made them for men because women didn't have to pee as much so they could just hold it. It wasn't as big of a deal for them. Um, and obviously it was, this was during Jim Crow. They were for white men, right? Um, you couldn't just like mosey on into a bathroom as a black man because you couldn't do that, right? Um, and then, right, they start making bathrooms for two gender, the two, the two genders, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, which, yeah, I don't, today I'm not sure what the two genders are. I'd have to look on Twitter. Um, the, the top two best known genders, maybe. They're cheating. Um, so again, once again, if you were black, if you were a person of color, you didn't have access frequently to toilets and, um, you know, same kind of thing with swimming pools. And, and once like desegregation was enforced the way that white people just filled all the swimming pools up with cement and built them in their own backyards. Um, all of this to say, I don't like, I don't like slowly creeping towards treating people like people. I think that's really messed up. Um, and I think that, yeah, I think that as well, I don't, I don't even see, this is, this is where it gets complicated. So I'm like, I don't even know what I am. Cause I'm like, I just don't, I just don't like gender in, in general. I just reject the construct, but Justin, you're a cis ish mm-hmm. person. <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> as the resident cis. Um, the resident cis. <clears throat> well, it, I the construct of gender has worked well for me. Um, Ooh. So yes, it it has taken me a long time to critique it, and and I would say even in early my progressive times, I was like, eh, come on, guys, there's two genders. Like I I would have said right. this stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I I think that it, it is complicated in the sense that when your experience of the world is that, hey, there's two genders, duh. There's, right. you know, men are attracted to men or not men. <laughs> See, I'm even confusing this. Um, men are attracted to women, women are attracted to men when that is the construct that you live in, uh-huh. um, as I've lived in. And when that's the construct that is reinforced, it, it, it is hard. And as a white person, even it is hard to for you to begin to wrap your brain around the fact that other people experience life differently because, like, what is quote unquote normal came so naturally to you. 
I will say that I probably had to work the hardest on inherent anti-trans bias than any other inherent bias I have picked up in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for a lot of reasons, I, you know, I don't necessarily need to unpack all of them, but I do think that that was one that it took me a while to figure out. Um, and that could just be me. Uh, I think it also comes down to a switch internally. And I think there's a lot, I think white men, it takes us sometimes a minute, but I think the switch is that a person's conception of themselves matters more than my conception of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is not going to shock anyone that's not a cis white man, but that that takes a while for a lot of people to turn over to realize that like if they perceive themselves to be away like that is more important than how Mm -hmm. I perceive them to be right or how I think that they should be Mm -hmm. um I was talking with my daughter about this um it's kind of a separate issue but I I do think it can bridge into larger conversations we were watching Age of Ultron together and um, you know, she's gotten into the Avengers movies, which is like, great, I get to watch these again. Like, why not? Um, <clears throat> and she was saying, like, she originally said, like, Ultron's not a person. But then she started thinking, like, well, but Ultron thinks he's a person, or they're a person, whatever. And I was like, I think that's probably more important. Like, because mm-hmm. I think if they think they're a person, and they don't want to die because they think they're a person, mm. like, like, maybe they're a person whether or not whether or not like like I could think oh he's a robot there's no way he's a person but like right he thinks and feels like he is so Mm -hmm. or vision or whatever and so I uh, that bridged into larger conversations of like like how people think about themselves that's more important Mm -hmm. like I and I should I should seek to understand how do you perceive yourself to be Right. How, where, and, and to use the crass example, where would you like to pee? Where would you feel most comfortable? Right. Where would, how would you like to be addressed? What pronouns right. would you like me to use? Mm-hmm. You know, um, how would you like to be seen in this space and received in this space? That, that becoming the more important thing than let me set this space up and I, and let me set all the expectations and then you just meet them. Um, yeah. and yeah and never surprise me right um mm-hmm. and so i i find that certainly our kids will be set up much better right. um but i also think that it does take a very intentional walking back of this idea that your understanding of who a person is is more important than their understanding of themselves um mm-hmm. i think once you start to get that a lot of this stuff just starts to fall into place and then it, it does seem ridiculous it's like, right. it just seems dumb. Like, yes. why don't we just have, like, it worked for the Romans to have just mixed gender bathrooms. Yeah. Like, like why, I mean, you know, it, you, it you works, go in there, it you poop, you leave. It works in Scandinavia now. Yeah. Like, like, people, like, there's yeah. no, there's no gendered, like, changing rooms in, like, Scandinavian countries frequently. I mean, I'm sure that there are in places, but that's not necessarily, like, oh, yeah, you definitely, you definitely have to, like, change with people who present the way that you do or whatever. Um, and, and, you know, like you talking about this, this, uh, kind of bridging that conversation of, of your daughter's perception. Um, 
I was, I was just very struck by the fact that the only, the only reason that anyone needs to know what someone else's gender is, if you're just passing, like, if you're just passing them on the street, if you're sharing a space, you don't know this person. The only reason that you need to know is so that you can decide it's, it's, it's like, I already said this. It's so that you can decide if you're going to treat them like a person or not. Right. And I think what is really interesting about this because of, because of toxic masculinity as a construct of, you know, I need to treat you if you are like from a cis male perspective, um, if you are a trans woman, I need to treat you like shit. Right. Like, because women are not supposed to be treated the way that men are supposed to be treated. And if you have transitioned that means that like, you're even worse than women, right? Cause I treat women differently. Yeah. And I like, and you can look at the data, like cis men do not treat cis women well. Yeah. Um, and like, you can pack all kinds of stuff onto that. But the, like, that's the only reason that someone would want this information. Mm-hmm. And so to me, I think we can, once you realize that it's just to make a determination on like, am I going to treat you like someone who is on my level or someone who's like below me or someone I don't want to exist? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, so like, then you could almost say like, well, why don't you tell, ask people their socioeconomic status? Like, oh, well, that's rude. Like, well, but. Right. Yeah. <sighs> Jesus. You know, but like, but you would, you would want to figure that out because that, then that would, oh, how would I treat them differently if I knew they were poor versus rich or whatever? And like, oh, well, uh-huh. that's rude. Like, we understand that. Right. But like, oh, I really need to know this person's gender. Like, why? No. <laughs> like, you know, and, and I do think that there, there are, obviously our brains are meaning making machines and our brains, and our brains are fucking lazy. Like yes. I want to put someone in a category so I don't uh-huh. have to think about it anymore. And that's, I don't necessarily even think that that's a bad thing. That's just a function of brains that's useful to know when, yeah. you know, because we have all kinds of built-in because biases. When, when my brain is trained, when I see a human, it's male or female, like right. my brain is trained like that. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and I think every person growing up in a Western culture, at least, you know, since, yeah. nine, you know, has, has been trained that way. That's how your brain's right. been trained. And then once you designate male, female, you might be an equal rights person, quote unquote, and doesn't treat the opposite gender like shit, right. but right. you're still going to classify like, okay, this is a woman in front of me. Like, okay. Likes, dislikes, like filtering yeah. through to try yeah. to figure out like, how do I peg this person down quickly so mm-hmm. that I can figure mm-hmm. out where they're at in the pack. And so that I can mm. understand how I'm supposed to socially interact with them. I mean, this is, this is a function of brains. This is mammal yes. brain stuff. Yeah. Um, but when you become aware of that and like, oh crap, now your brain's like, well, I got to burn a lot of calories here to figure out what this, how to categorize this person that's like broke the system. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. because they don't present male or female or whatever. Um, and I think, I think that that's, that's a function of training. Yeah. And the training of the brain and it, it will take a while to get out of that. But I think a lot of younger folks, and this is done in the polling and, and the, the article mentions that the, the country is moving towards acceptance of trans people 
and moving towards acceptance of, you know, making sure that they have the protections that they need. And yeah, I, I can see that as a good thing, but I also do, I totally agree with you that, you know, basically what we're doing is we're slowly meeting the lowest bar possible. Right. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like we're mm-hmm. slowly accepting the fact that these are humans and they perceive themselves a way that's differently than me. And, but they still deserve all the rights that I get. Like, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like that is, that should be easy, but I don't, right. I don't know if it's just this country or this culture, you know, but, right. but that it's, it feels insurmountable. And I, I very much empathize with people that are in trans bodies. I, I cannot imagine what that is like mm-hmm. to, to realize that 50% of this country, half the people that you meet right. or more, depending yeah. on the space that you're in or the county you're in, yeah. you know, like want to politicize your body mm-hmm. in a way that is harmful, like that, yeah. that is wrong. And, and to me, that is antichrist. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Jesus, as far as we know, never met a trans person. Um, but he did speak about intersex people though he did speak about you know people that were like he he was had no idea what was going on in the world yeah people that were quote-unquote born eunuchs is what he talks about and right and that is you know a euphemism for at very least a gay man if not an intersex person or a person of indeterminate gender Mm -hmm. uh, at least in the at that cons and in in the roman times of the day so he does mention them and he talks about them inheriting the kingdom of god yeah and one of the first Christians, actually the founder of the Ethiopian, you know, the church, church, you know, the church. Oh, oh that's Egypt, Africa. Yeah. Yes. E- Ethiopia, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit south of Egypt, but yes. like, yeah, the Ethiopian Orthodox Church, one of the oldest bodies of Christianity in the world today um, is uh, was a eunuch, which right. by the by the scriptures should not have been given the word of God. Like that's to me, that is one yeah. of those profound, like we're kind of, we're kind of going, this is like almost a whole podcast, but you know, the Ethiopian eunuch, you know, when he asks, you know, it was a Thomas, gosh, I can't even remember the story. Oh yeah. I think um, so. Hmm. Like what must, be, you know, is there, is there a reason for me not to be baptized right now, you know, right now? Yeah. And if based on the Torah, at least my understanding of it, there was every reason for him not to be baptized. Right. You know, eunuchs were not allowed on the temple. You know, like there's, oh gosh, this is a whole- All this, kinds of discrimination, this, yeah. This is an yeah. entire podcast because I'm like, all this is coming back. We need to do a podcast with this Ethiopian eunuch. But, um, you know, there was every reason. And, and still Thomas said, yep, yeah, but why, why wouldn't I do this? Mm-hmm. Um, and so like even baked into the Christian tradition is an acceptance of people of different sexualities than what mm-hmm. is quote unquote accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this isn't just us being crazy agnostic atheist people that want to accept all the genders. Like this is baked into the tradition of the church. Right. They just want to ignore it because of white yeah. supremacy. Yes. Um, and because, you know, we, I think we would prefer toxic masculinity because it's like comfort food. Um, right. To, I don't have to do any work. Uh, yeah. I don't have to do any work. Cause this is what I was taught. And this is my grandpappy raised me and he spanked yep. me and I turned out all right. Right. You know, like, um, and all that bullshit. And Mm -hmm. it's like, no, this is toxic and awful. Like, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. we, we should get rid of it. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
So I'm going to leave it, I think. Okay. Sounds good. But we really needed, I like, maybe the next episode will be on the Ethiopian year. I, I got away real quick about it. Yeah, um, no, it's good. I mean, there's other, yeah, there's other, there's other stories in there too that would be, that would be interesting. Um, yeah, I think I, I didn't even get into it. I'm like, brain connectivity is, is also on a spectrum. And so male brains connect largely one way and, and female brains connect largely another. And then there's all of this in the middle. So there's like really hard on both sides connectivity. And then there's like this spectrum and, um, something that I think is really cool is that trans people have brain connectivity that aligns with their gender identity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. For the facts, don't care about your feelings crowd. Like yeah. that's literally how their brains are wired. Yeah. So um, that's not something that you can undo with like your conversion. I don't know. What is it? What is it like conversion therapy or whatever? Like that's yeah. not, that. nope. That's yeah. genetic. That's, that's sweetie. that is, that is the structure of their brain. Like, yeah. Like something that, that is, they did not choose. That is literally who they are. And, yeah. and if, if they want to align their body with how their brain is. Um, Which makes perfect sense. Cause why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? If, yeah. if, if this is how you feel about it. And I know that, the, yeah, there's debates about transitioning. I'm, I'm speaking specifically of the person that like wants to transition. Like, right, why right. would we not do that? And like, mm -hmm. why would that not be considered therapy? Like a therapeutic, you know, right. in the same way, someone who has an arm that is causing them physical pain all the time that is right. busted and not in alignment with their body. Why would we not do surgery to right. bring that into alignment with their body? Mm -hmm. Like it makes perfect sense. So I think yep. like, why would we I not agree. allow someone to do the things that um, allows them to feel and move in the world as, yeah. they, as they, as their want. brain tells them that they should yeah. be. Yeah. So that's real. Uh, I think we need to take a quick break uh, for an ad and let us reset our brains. And then we're going to dive into our Bible story for the day, um, which, you know, I think will go along with this theme quite well. So thank you all, right. all for, for putting up with the ads. Enjoy. Get yourself a drink. And we'll see you in a minute. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome back. We are going to get into our drinking game and our very fun Bible story. Um, that's not sarcasm. This is actually kind of a funny story to me, but, uh, first of all, wanted to say thank you to a couple of new patrons who signed up. So, um, thank you very much to Connie and, and Burl and Burl gets a special shout out because he's followed me on Twitter for, you know, a decade or so. So big fan. And he's an amazing photographer. So there you go. That's cool. Yeah, um, if you want, uh, if you would like a shout out or a life verse given to you, you can absolutely go and sign up for our Patreon. It's just patreon.com slash go home Bible. Super simple. Um, you know, you can sign up and get all kinds of little goodies and um, you get early access to the episodes without any ads. So it might be worth throwing a, a couple bucks in. Also, Justin ends up doing all of our editing. So we need, we need to get him off of that. <laughs> the, 
Um, my dream yeah. is to not edit this podcast. The dr- yeah, living the dream of not living. editing my own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it is fun. I do actually have fun doing it, but there are other people that are much better at it than me. Yeah, that's real. That's real. Um, so for our drinking game today, um, we are going to look for whenever we find a different interpretation of this particular story that has been given in a different place or time or setting, um, we are going to take a drink because this, uh, this particular Bible story feels a lot like Plato. Play-Doh, not Plato, just for yeah. clarity. Uh, or, like you or, can kind of uh, make it into whatever shape you want it to be. Yeah, or like a Rorschach test. Oh yeah, yeah. What do you yeah. see? Mm-hmm. 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 Anyway, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about the Bible for a little bit because it's yeah. it's real weird and funny and makes yeah. you feel drunk. A little bit. A little bit. So all right. So we're gonna jump into Genesis. Oh. Chapter. We're gonna read out of chapter eleven, but in chapter ten, you know, this is right after the flood. The floods happened. Most of the world is gone. And, you know, it's one family and they all speak the same language. So, you know, in order to keep its internal consistency, quote unquote, the Bible, (laughs) the Bible, the Bible says that, hey, everybody had one language, you know, Uh, even though in chapter 10, it talks about clans that have their own languages. But, you know, don't pay attention to that part. Mm No, ignore that part. Ignore the That's part. All. Ignore most of the Bible, folks. Um, anyway, so it says that the in chapter 11, that the world had one language and one common speech. And as people moved eastward, they found the plain of Shinara or Shinar, um, Shiner, uh, if you mm, want to. Um, love it. And this is, this is actually where, from the previous chapter, we learn about a man named Nimrod, who was a great hunter. possibly a tyrant um we could could talk about him later um so this is where he lived and and people settled there uh, you know as as the people do yes and then they said to each other hey let's make bricks and let's bake them and let's get you know all the things and stone and tar and mortar and all these things and let's build ourselves a city because as you do as you do when you're with people yeah gotta do the thing and we're going to build a city that is a tower that reaches all the way to the heavens so that we can make a name for ourselves. Uh, because if we don't do this, we're going to be scattered all over the face of the earth. So let's just build this one city and we're all going to get together. We're going to build a tower that reaches all the way to heaven. Because why not? Why not? Uh, but, you know, the Lord not wasn't up to much, I guess. Uh, moseyed, Nothing to do that day. Moseyed on down to the heavens and tripped over this tower these people were building. It's like, hey, um, Excuse you know, me. Uh, you know, if these people are speaking the same language uh, and they they're doing this. I mean, nothing will be impossible for them. They'll be able to God do knows. anything. You know, God knows what will stop them next. You nothing. Know, yeah, nothing. They'll come up here and get me. Yeah, they might get me. So. I'm going to, you know, the most logical thing for me to do at this point is not to talk to them about it or even destroy the tower. Uh, I'm going to confuse their language so they don't understand each other. That's what I'm going to do because that makes sense. 
Uh, and so the Lord scattered them from there all over the earth. And they stopped building the city, uh, which is why it's called Babel. Because, uh, you know, we babble now. Um, oh, gosh. Because the That's Lord not what I read. the language of the whole world. And from there, the Lord scattered, you know, so I, I don't know when I was a kid, I, I, the, the part of the Lord scattering, I didn't know if like, not only did he confuse the language, but he like teleported them to other places. Right. I really. I didn't really understand that, but um, so yeah, basic story. People build a tower to get to God. God gets mad. God like, gets nope. big mad and says, not doing this. now you speak French and you speak German and you speak Afrikaans. And you speak English and ha, gotcha. Gotcha. Um, There's no way you'll get together now. <laughs> this is language is the insurmountable obstacle of humanity. Yes. I don't know if you know this. Yeah. Um, and we'll keep people from getting to my house in the clouds. Yes. I because, just Because that's where I live. <laughs> Because that's what, yeah, you can't come up here. Excuse me, yeah. sir. Get back Excuse down. Me. Get back down here. <laughs> um, I have, oh, okay. So, yeah, so many questions. To quote Lacey, scam goddess, I am confusion. What is happening right now? Mm-hmm. Like, what is it? First of all, first of all, Yahweh said, Behold, they are one people with one language, and this is only the beginning of what they will do. Mm-hmm. And then goes on and says, um, come, let us go down and confuse their language. Mm-hmm. So uh, Yahweh's using some pronouns up in this bitch also. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, but the thing, the thing that you said that was, that I was like, uh, so what I was reading online said that like, it was because it was because it was called Babel because of Babylon. Yeah. Yeah. Which not because is, of babbling. And it's not spelled like English babbling either. It's no. B-A-B-E-L. I, th- I think it's supposed to be a play on words because Got in it. Hebrew, Babel sounds like the Hebrew word for confused. That um, is, and so it's that is bab- the most youth pastor thing you have ever said on this podcast. Well, yes, but <laughs> I, I do think it is a play on words because in Hebrew in Hebrew, okay. you know, I mean, similar, similar to how, like, you know, there are places in the world that sound like funny words in English that mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. their language means something else, you know? So I think the Hebrews are kind of like playing with that because, you know, oh, okay. you know, okay. they like to play, but yeah, it's, it's Babylon. And, and there were, zig- there were giant ziggurats in Babylon. This could yeah. vary one interpretation, take a drink of this yeah. could be a polemic against the arrogance of the people of Babylon of which yes later you know so there's there is there's that uh, also this story curiously can we, enough can we, can we pause really quickly I don't yeah. want you to lose your train of thought but can we can we talk about the fact that like this the Tower of Babel in Babylon which didn't exist yet because God hadn't scattered all the people to all of the languages and all of the mm-hmm. places yeah so Mm, the tower of babel is like mm. in babylon what is happening some wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff <laughs> jeremy bear me yeah i don't know when this is yeah um you know time time is a strange soup in general but in the bible it's time has no meaning in the has bible no meaning in the bible so uh yeah and so that 
that's that's that and you could very easily you know take it as like yeah this polemic against these people that are arrogant and god's gonna confuse because they them were emp- because they were empire yeah right the, and they the, have power the bible has a lot of um very sharp things to say about empire mm-hmm. um so there is yeah. that um that. one of the traditions is that this guy nimrod who was a great hunter um and king that he was the one that was behind building this this isn't in the bible this is like in you know josephus's antiquities and uh, I, think oh, the ta- okay. I think the talmud like some extra biblical oh, no. stuff says yeah. that like this is all what nimrod did you know which i i find that son the, of a bitch the son of a bitch nimrod oh gosh uh, i think it's funny that in america the term nimrod is used as like an insult for someone who's stupid Um, but I find it funny because that came from Bugs Bunny calling Elmer Fudd Nimrod as a Mm -hmm. joke, but it was supposed to be a, this Bible reference that no one understood. And so, you know, they, but the way Bugs Bunny said it made it think it was like an insult. So it be, it's become an insult now. Not that people don't call each other Nimrod now, but right, right, um, right. Yeah. But it, it became this like, oh, Nimrod, like as an idiot but it's actually this great hunter in the Bible. Um, so, yeah. Is this a different interpretation from the first one now? Are it we is. drinking again? Yes, we're drinking again. Oh my again. God. Oh, oh my God. Oh, there's going to be more. Uh, there, oh, there's so many. Oh my gosh. I think that like, like Babel is the perfect example of the ways that like white evangelicals will weaponize the Bible as like propaganda just to mm-hmm. use it for whatever they want to mm-hmm. use it for. And yes, I am cognizant of the fact that I am also right now weaponizing the Bible against white evangelicals. Jesus said, two-edged sword cuts both ways, bitches. Like, this is where we're at. Um, But yeah, because like, yeah, there's so many interpretations. And then like every culture, Justin, were you taught this in school? Like every culture has their own like Tower of Babel story. Not Mm -hmm. every, literally. But that was proof that it was real. Yeah, there's proof that it was real. Yeah. That the Bible was historically accurate is because yeah. all of the cultures had uh had babel stories had stories of, of God, like the gods scattering the people like to the four winds or whatever and i yeah. just I, i'm just i'm so fascinated by this I'm just like i huh, i do okay. find it interesting because um well first off i will say the sumerian stories that kind of are like the tower of babel Right. Are at least from an archaeological perspective older than the Bible. So uh-huh. who cribbed from who is a separate discussion. Yes. Uh, but I do think it's interesting that even when you get into the Americas, there are yep. you know, indigenous stories of yep. you know towers being built. And um so I, I find that interesting. At the same time, though, like there could be an ur culture quote unquote that had these stories like a you know that because mm-hmm. humans humans arose out of africa mm-hmm. and you know human well, civilization the ones, the ones that are left yeah we, we yeah. killed all the other guys it's true like yeah homo sapiens yes there we go <laughs> arose out of africa and you know and hit the middle east and really got going um yes and it so was a lot it, nicer back then. It was a lot nicer back then. And it was colder back then. That's why it was nicer. And 
So it wouldn't surprise me if cultural stories arose out of this period of time that as people spread throughout the world, this, this, like lasted. This and... is the part, this is the part that I'm like, 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 like just out of my mind giddy about. Yeah. Is that right there? Because, <laughs> oh my God, like, so it, it, this, this story in, in basically all of the cultures that we know of that like have this story, it's all like every time it happens, it's immediately following the flood mm-hmm. or the great de- deluge, 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 I yeah. deluge. I don't know how to pronounce that word. I'm not French. Um, but like it immediately, and, and so for some, in, in some of these narratives um, in different cultures, it was like, there was a big flood and we decided to build a tower so that we could get higher. So that next time there's a big flood, we will not be uh, drowned. Yeah. Now, this is, a, this is a huge reach. I completely, like, this is a massive reach and I completely understand that. So, Justin. Yeah, we're getting to some can, ancient, going to some ancient alien stuff now. Reel yeah. me back in if I jump this train too far off the tracks. Okay, but like, here's the thing is like, you have, um, so you've got the, you got the fucking land bridge, right? And, and so sea level is really, really low for a long time and there are people just kind of scattering all over the place doing all the things and then like the last ice age ended and everything fucking flooded like everything you know i mean mm-hmm. I, I can't even remember it was like it it was hundreds of feet if i recall correctly like sea yeah. level was hundreds of feet lower yeah there was like a whole like like they call it doggerland between um england and denmark was populated right. by people yes and now it's been underwater for thousands of years (laughs) um so i like again i understand that this is this is a reach that to say like oh yeah these stories carried on from like you know 1300 years ago i guess to whatever but um i am super fascinated by the fact that like there 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 were many great floods like there was, there it wasn't just one, like there were a lot of them, right? Because if you, like, if you're just walking from Russia to Canada, don't need any boats, you can just mosey on over there. Like that's, you know, the water, the water is stacked up really high. Mm-hmm. I think there's somewhere else in Genesis, right? Where it doesn't talk about God stacking the water. Yeah. Like, like the yeah the the heads of heavens and the earth being separated and right you know, like, yeah yeah so uh, like, yeah it makes it makes sense <laughs> that all these cultures would have flood stories because there that were doesn't mean the bible's floods. true that, that does just not mean that the bible's true <laughs> that floods suck and people have stories to tell about them yeah like, yeah like, like the plant like the planet just got warmer and stuff just got wetter yeah scary times guys it really more supports the fact that climate change is Mm -hmm. real we ought to do something about it sure Um, does i do think that though there is there's another reading of this story that i found i forget if this is found in a jewish source um i want i can't remember which one it was so you take half a drink for this one (laughs) yeah you take half a drink well no but that um the idea was that floods happened every 1,600 some years because the bowl of oh, the, the Mesopotamian. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, Sorry. Uh, go no, ahead. Go no, ahead. No. This is this is where this is ancient Near Eastern cosmology. The, the, <laughs> basically, the bowl of the Earth was wobbly, and sometimes it would tip too much, and then water would tip 
there'd be too much Flash. water tipping yep. up, you know? Yeah. And so the Tower of Babel story was interpreted as humans' attempts to basically build a tower to like prop prop up the bowl of the heavens. Oh my god. To keep it from tipping <laughs> over, you know? But I, I, it's a funny story. And it's obviously it's like all dumb humans from the ancient because they didn't know better. But right. I do, to me, that is actually a beautiful interpretation of mm-hmm. humans trying to get together, like recognizing there's a problem. Yeah. Like we do not want the earth to flood again. We do. We want to stop these. Yes. How do we stop them? Well, it must yeah. be because the heavens tip over too much. If we can build a tower to like get high enough to kind of like like it's like a rickety table (laughs) and we're trying to put like a piece of paper under there to like keep it level yep you know like like that's actually i mean as silly as it sounds it actually fills me up with a lot of hope like Mm. and it it sucks that god is the one that's like fuck you like i made this knocking this bowl over knocking this bowl over again you guys don't get to fix this you don't get to take credit for fixing your problems. Um, you know, I, I do find that to actually be a little bit of a hopeful. So take another drink because that's that's like what, the fourth or fifth different interpretation. And then we can get into the Mormon ones where basically like, oh, fuck. you know, there's some dude named Jeff just said, please, God, don't confuse my language. And then he like floated to America <laughs> and became the first Mormon or something. That's literally, know. that's literally true in, that's, in, in, in Mormon history. Um, yeah. The only thing damn, I made up I, was his name. Cause I couldn't remember his name. Oh my God. No, Jeff. Uh, his name might actually come back to me by the time this episode <clears> is over. Um, I just, I just really want to point out something that was really interesting that you just said that like kind of blew my mind a little bit was um that there was there was a problem right like the, from our from our viewing it right there was a problem like people humanity had a problem right sea levels are rising we don't know what the fuck to do like land that was land is just gone now you know that's the ocean um and so looking at this particular story as a way to like solve solve a problem whether or not it's you know trying to like keep the table level or trying to, you know, get to higher ground if things flood. Um, and then God comes in and confuses that. Like that is, that's wild to me because I grew up with, um, well, so if you're new, I was homeschooled K through 12 and um, I had Bible every year. And in high school I had God in government, which was my, apparently my, my government book but it was just propaganda. Um, but yeah, like God confusing everyone because working together is bad, right? Like mm-hmm. this is this is the premise is that if these people work together, they can do anything. Like that is what the gods yeah. wrote in the actual book that we have, right? Mm-hmm. That evangelicals believe is yeah. literally true. And so um, the person who wrote this awful propaganda piece, Gary DeMar, um, he takes this story to mean essentially because it talks about how the people started making bricks and they started laying these bricks to build this tower up. And um, essentially this is, this is the most bananas thing that has ever come out of my mouth. And I still, I hate that I even have to say it, but he says that like, that is kind of foreshadowing communism and how everybody is, um, like everybody's just put into this press in communism and everybody's supposed to be exactly alike. And 
that's not okay. And um, so it was like this anti, you know, take several drinks because it was an anti-communist propaganda piece. It's like the Tower of Babel that God hates, God hates bricks, y'all. So, um, but fuck. Okay. So this is what, this is what, this is what is blowing my mind, right? Is that he wrote a piece a couple of years ago. Um, he was just big mad about losing power as, as cis white men are wont to do. Mm-hmm. And he goes, um, we're being driven back to the Tower of Babel on the theological bus of multicultural education multicultural uh, multiculturalists is that even a word want to make a name for themselves to displace the name of god mm-hmm. it is fascinating to me that they are so anti-humanity working together like yeah. that is wild shit that yeah. i never put together that they're like that is bad humans working together like collaborating instead of doing war that is a bad thing god says that is bad i say that is bad well my portfolio says it's bad because you know if we all work Boeing and Lockheed Martin are going to keep me afloat when I'm like old. Um, I I, like, I'm, mm, that's such a, this, it's, nobody ever preached this to me ever Mm -hmm. that like human collaboration on a global level is a bad thing. Yeah. Right. And, but the thing is like, if God truly feels this way, like what, what the fuck is the Burj Khalifa? Like, why did we get to the moon? God, yeah. you're supposed to be like knocking shit out of the sky, buddy. Like airplanes. Hello. Yeah. yeah. One. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was reading today. One estimate of the size of the Tower of Babel from like an ancient source was that it was like, like a mile and a half high, which have made, would have, which would have made it like three times the size of the Burj Khalifa. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> like, no, this, they did no. not do that. With that is not true. No, that is not happening. <laughs> um so structural engineering my friends yeah that did not happen that did Uh, not happen unless unless there was some ancient aliens shit going on but oh boy um yeah i mean a space elevator i could see it anyway um (laughs) so but i don't even know where i was going with that uh but yeah i do think it's fascinating that that is it's never it was never something that was taught yeah you're right but I do think that there is this baked into, it might just be conservatism generally, because I understand the need mm-hmm. to like, we want to conserve our culture. I don't even know that that's necessarily a bad impulse on its own. Um, yeah. But it, yeah, there is this like very hard push against, yeah, working together and yes. humans collaborating you know, unless it's to spread the gospel, then they'll work right. together all day long. Right. But if it's, you know, to, to feed your fellow humans, your fellow yeah. citizens, even they, like they think that is that, bad. That's, that's wrong. Like mm-hmm. anything we do to lift up humanity as a whole mm-hmm. is, is like against the natural order of things. Like, I mean, there's a lot of right. ways you could go with, with this, right. but it is very yeah, I, like you said, it's just it is fascinating that like putting these pieces together that this story is used as this polemic against working together. Yeah, because God doesn't want us to work together. Mm-hmm. Like, but He wants all of us to be Christians? Question mark. Like in our in our own spaces, right? See, this is again like God, as as all of the theologians said in the eighteen hundreds. God put everyone, everyone where they were supposed to be 
ergo race mixing quote unquote is a sin mm-hmm. and God divided us up. That's how it was. That's how it was supposed to be, which is exactly why we loaded up our, our families and a bunch of slaves and came to somewhere else is because God wants us all to be in our own spot and not to race mix. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, if you commit genocide, you're not race mixing. It doesn't, it doesn't count. Well, but there's, there's, well, you're, I'm sorry. If that's how you think people work, if that's how you think sexuality works, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. No. Um, yeah. Pr- pretty sure white people had a lot of sex with people that weren't white. Um, yeah. Go to the Jefferson family reunion. Oh, uh, fuck. <laughs> how dare you? It's too soon. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I do love that there's a Jefferson family reunion every year at Monticello. And they're all black people. Like I, I feel like Jefferson would be rolling in his grave, and that delights me. Even though obviously they're born out of an awful situation. Sparks, sparks yeah. joy. Yep. Yeah, it does spark joy. That you why know, do you think like George Washington didn't have any kids? Why do you think all the black people that you know with the last name Washington are like everywhere? And then have you ever met a white person with the last name Washington? I'm like maybe uh, one. I have. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. Uh, Things happen. I'm pretty sure yeah uh that's another drink <laughs> yeah that's another drink the mysterious origins we're going, of america. we're going we're going to do a genocide friends get on our little yeah. mayflower boat yeah the same people living in america saying that everyone should be in their place uh-huh like it are the people that displaced millions of people yes. in yes. order to yes. get wealthy off cotton like Mm -hmm. it's yeah the absurdities really never end and like truly like it's no wonder that it doesn't make sense now because it just all these absurdities just got glommed onto each other and Mm -hmm. they have to get propped up over time and then you end up with this weird mess that is you know fundamentalist christianity today um (laughs) yep it's just it's it's a wild weird mess um and I don't know how to leave this on a hopeful note other than I, I do think that there are, I, I'll go back to the humanist interpretation of this passage that us mm. working together is powerful. Yeah. Like, and it does like, I, I'm not trying to overthrow God necessarily, but I, am. I well, I'm, I'm trying to th- overthrow evangelical God, that fucker. Fair, 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 know, fair. You know, yes. But I'm not trying, I'm not trying to overthrow the concept of deity, you know? Okay. Um, gotcha. But I do think that it does speak to the fact that we have power when we work together. Yeah. That we have power on par with what ancient peoples conceived of deity when we work yeah. together. And yep. we we do have the power to fix our problems. Mm-hmm. Like, I think ancient even ancient people understood that at a certain level. And I, I wonder even sometimes if this story is told almost with a, like a mournful tone. Mm-hmm. Like, we could prevent floods. Yeah, we could have done this. This is a thing that we if could have done. we could work together, right? But we can't. Right. You know, we we could make the world a better place, but mm. we can't. And so, how do we explain that? Well, I want to work together mm-hmm. as a human, so it must have been mm-hmm. the gods that did it. Um, you know, I mm-hmm. I could see I, like the the line yeah. of reasoning that leads a person to conceptualize this story as being true about the world in the ancient Near East, not today. Um, mm-hmm makes a lot of sense right. you know the the world is this confusing place and there's these people that look like me but they speak differently and they have different cultures and i don't understand them and 
they have they have technologies that I need and I have technologies that they need, but we can't really get together and we end up doing war. And right. you know, like why the fuck is this this way? Yeah. And so yeah. a story like the Tap Tower of Babel or you know, those other stories similar to it that are told in ancient cultures kind of does serve as a way to explain why the world is so fucked up. Like, mm. um, and I think now with the technology that we have, with the connectivity that we have, there is an opportunity for us to become like the gods again. Like, mm. and I, I say that in quotes, but right. like to That's be really able cool. to be able to meet the needs that need met and to provide yep. resources that need met and to prevent yep. floods. Like God, there's so many floods. Yeah. Like, um, like even in the United States today, like, you know, this, this powerful, technologically rich nation, like we still get fucked up by floods all the time. Yeah. Um, and they're only going to get worse because of climate yep. change, mm-hmm. um, which is the same thing these people were writing about. I feel like the opportunity is in front of us to write a different story. Um, yeah. But yeah. unfortunately, people that take this story literally are doing their damnedest to prevent that from happening. Yeah. And now what are we going to do about it? is the question i mean yeah i love that it's just wildly inspiring that's absolutely a way that you can you can read this is that people humans inherently understand like the power of collaboration the power of working together synergy in corporate speak um (laughs) and I, you know, I find that incredibly inspiring, even though I wasn't, I was supposed to take this as like anti-communist stuff. I'm going to take it the other way. Yeah. Go, go with our last interpretation. Yeah. Like this, this could be, this could be a good story, like, or at least yeah. as, uh, or at least a story that leads to a better story. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. But like fundamentalists do, they take it the most literal weird way possible and make it smaller. Like they make the Bible smaller than what it could have been Yeah. Um, to, to make this story about communism. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. It, like it makes no fucking sense, but I could see, I guess I could see where they get it, but it's like, that's like the weirdest way to look at this. Yeah. It's like someone really. watching Lord of the Rings and coming away thinking like you know what this is like a really good way to run the world like we should you know make a ring the person that has the ring rules like like you feel like you're like right i mean that's a way that's a way you could read this movie but Mm -hmm. why (laughs) why like you're strange like so yeah you could look at this story like this is a warning about communism (laughs) i mean (laughs) mm, uh, like there are better ways to read it. Yeah. So please do that. Oh man, this story, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, is, there, is there someone to cast in this story? Mm. I'll just, I'll just, I'll, since, since God is us, I'll just cast myself and Lil Nas X and we'll be God, one entity with two uh, I, um... persons, bodies things um, consciousnesses <laughs> yeah that's fine what else that, that, I, I find this to be acceptable nimrod yeah nimrod i guess i could be nimrod 
Um, oh, see, you know, here, here I, I was thinking Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> oh, I mean, he would probably be better Nimrod than me, but I hate um, him so much. Yeah. Just to be able to call Michael B. Jordan Nimrod over and over again would, I suppose, make me happy. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I don't know if you're talented. You're just really hot, and so nobody can tell. Yeah, I mean, because that's what like, I would think of the actual Nimrod. I assume. I imagine that the actual Nimrod is was was very hot and yes. and just happened to be physically gifted, and then became a tyrant. Yep. Like. As one does. As one does in the ancient Near East. I mean, even even Saul, like Saul had no qualifications other than just being tall. The guy was I'm tall. hot and tall. He's hot. He's tall. Let's make him king. This is where all of the, like, this is where all the body negativity in evangelicalism comes from is because God decided to make mm -hmm. hot people in charge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like hot, tall people because we just want like a big, tall man to take care of us. Like that's, uh -huh. that's what we've been enculturated to think. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So Michael B. Jordan is Nimrod and you and little Nas X are God. Are God. <laughs> um, yeah. I feel like that's good. If you've enjoyed this podcast as I have thoroughly, mm. um, you can uh, like subscribe all the things. Why am I saying like, and subscribe? Rewinding that for a moment. This is, on a, this is on a YouTube video. Well, no. So you subscribe to podcasts. Yeah. Um, Five star review. Subscribe yeah. to the podcast. If you don't, if you can't sign up for Patreon at Go Home Bible, totally fine. Just text, like text this episode to a friend and tell them to listen to it. Mm -hmm. That counts too. Yeah. Yeah. Spread the word. Um, you know, that's free and it really helps it us free. out and we really appreciate it. And you as an audience have been amazing like we read we read the reviews and they like really bless our hearts like <laughs> oh, if i can say that like i just feel I know, it it's such wholesome content given the fact that we sit here and talk about like angel orgies and whatnot yes. yeah y'all are so wholesome and you really delight us and we appreciate you so much um mm -hmm. I, I feel like i can't say that enough um so uh Check us We're out. On the things. We're on the things. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Go Home Bible. Uh, I am on the Twitters at Justin D Gentry, and also on the Instagram as well. Tori. Um. Yes, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, just at Tori Glass. Uh, taking a little bit of a social backing up from social medias, a fair amount, because I need to like collect my life, mm. my emotional energy. But uh, if you follow me at some point, I will like, once again, be a prolific tweeter and sharer of stories mm -hmm. up to you. All right. I think we're done. Okay. Yeah. See love you all next week at not church. Yeah. Enjoy yourselves and uh, yeah. Have a good one. Yep. All right. Bye. Bye. Honestly, I, I, I'm beginning to come around to the fact that there's probably actually more good shit in the Bible than bad shit, but like the we've bad shit, yeah. like, like 
we've only the bad shit is what we were taught was the good shit right <laughs> like, so yeah now that i go back to it i'm like there's actually a surprising amount of good content in here i was just told that it was bad because it was communism 